Well, today we're going to continue our series called All In. Say All In. in. Our tagline for this series is United for the Kingdom. Now, so far, we've talked about being united for our commission, and we also talked about being united for our church. Today, I want to talk about being united in caring. Have you ever heard that word around here? See, it is the heart of this house to care. See, I hope that when I am gone and no longer your pastor... I hope that one of the things that you say about me is he cared. He genuinely cared. He loved us and he cared. Was he a bulldog? (laughs) Was he a straight shooter that told it like it is? Uh, Could he be over the top sometimes on things that he was passionate about? Absolutely. No doubt about it. But you know what? He truly cared. And he taught us to care. Caring is the heart of this house. And do you know why? Because Jesus cares. We care because Jesus cared. He he cared enough to give his life for us. He he cares enough that he made a a way for us to be saved from our sins. Uh, Oh, and to be saved from the eternal punishment that will come to those who are not saved. He cared enough to make it possible, oh, for the saved to spend all of eternity with him. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 says to cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. Let me say it again this morning. We care because he cares. I want to make four statements today that prove we care at the grace place. The first statement that I want to make this morning is this, and that is our intention says we care. Yeah, our intention says we care. Because at the grace place, we care on purpose. We are intentional about caring. We are. Yeah, we are caring people caring for people. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 25 says, says that all the members care for one another. Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 2 says to share each other's burdens. See, at the Grace Place, we're a family. We're, we're a family. We, we love one another around here, right? Yeah. yeah, we're a family. We love each other. And so when one family member is hurting, then we are all hurting at. And when one family member is rejoicing, then we are all rejoicing. Do we bat a thousand? No. I I wish we did. Do, do, Do we drop the ball sometimes? Absolutely. But our intention is to care. Can I be totally honest with you this morning? Sometimes people use our mission statement against me. Sometimes when I don't respond to someone's request exactly the way they want me to, or I don't do what they, what they want me to do in the way that they want me to do it, I've heard on several occasions, well, I thought we were caring people, caring for people. 
And we are. We are, but there is more than one way to care. See, enabling is not true caring. Sometimes you say no because you care. Or you say no because, because you know your staff or you know your workers don't have the capacity at the time for you to say yes. And here's something else. You can't care about something you don't, when you don't know about something. <laughs> God is all-knowing, not pastor. We are caring people, caring for people. And here's why. Here's why. Because we feel called to care. I haven't told this story in a long time. Some of you have never heard this story. But several years ago, I was, I was at a minister's meeting, and I, I decided at this minister's meeting, I'm going to go to all the meetings, but I'm not just going to go to the meetings and just hear what they have to say and hang out with my friends and all of that, and that's all good, and I did some of that, but I wanna, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to spend some time in my hotel room. I'm going to spend some time, some one-on-one time with God. I'm just going to get in the presence of God, read the Word, pray, and try and hear the voice of God for the future of this church several years ago. And I'll never forget in that motel, or that hotel room, I'll never forget when I, when I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, call your church the grace place. As clear as if it was audible. It wasn't, but it was so clear. Call your church the grace place. Our church was called New Bethel at the time. I didn't know if that was a new name for the church or if that was some kind of a statement for our church or what it was. I honestly didn't know what it was, but I just got my Bible and I opened my Bible out and I wrote inside my Bible, the grace place. And I loved that from the first moment I heard it. But I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what God wanted me to do with it. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even tell my wife for a time. I didn't tell anybody. I just, I just, I just prayed about it and I just thought about it and meditated about it and waited for God to give me the next thing. And several months later, I invited a friend to come and minister, an incredible man of God who came and ministered for the weekend and did a leadership weekend. And on Sunday night, he said to me, he said, he said, Mike, he said, before you take me back to the airport on Monday morning, I'd love to talk to you about a ministry that I'm excited about. Would you have time for me? I said, absolutely, Brother John. And so we met early on Monday morning before I took him to the airport. And he told me and talked to me about a ministry called the care ministry. Remember that? The care ministry. Man, it sounds so excited where, where all of the people cared for one another. He laid it all out. Man, it sounded so great. I took him to the airport. I came back to my office. I walked into my office. I'll never forget the moment I sat down. I mean, the moment that I sat down, I heard the same voice that I had heard in Phoenix months ago that said, call your church the grace place. I heard this in my spirit. I heard caring people caring for people. And I remembered what was on the inside of my Bible. And so I opened up my Bible and I looked where it said the grace place. And right underneath the grace place, I wrote caring people, caring for people. Wow. I think it's awesome. Man, I mean, you know, the grace place, caring people, caring for people. That, that, that fits together like a, like a hand inside a glove. And I had my answer. God, I believe you want us to change the name of our church from New Bethel to the grace place 
And our mission from here on is going to be caring people, caring for people. And so for the last several years, we've carried the name, the grace place. And for the last several years, we've carried the mission statement, caring people, caring for people. Why, 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 why are we all in with caring? Why, why do we care? Because, because we feel called to care. We fear, feel called to care. We're caring people, caring for people because, because we are called to it. Our intention says we care. But, but number two, I also want to share with you that our involvement says we care. Our involvement. James chapter 1 verse 22 says, don't, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. He says, otherwise you're only fooling yourself. See, if we are all in, we cannot get sucked into the consumer mentality. We must move from consumer to contributor. We must get involved. I want to say two things here about involvement at the Grace Place. Please listen up. Two things I want to talk about as I talk about involvement as it has to do with the Grace Place. Number one is that we concentrate on the ministries we are gifted for. We concentrate on the ministries we are gifted for. No church can do everything. I'm going to say it again. No church can do everything. And they shouldn't try to do everything because they are not gifted or equipped to do everything. See, the, the Grace Place is not the only church in the city. It's the best one. <laughs> But it's not the only one. I just hate it. I just, I mean, it, I just hate it when a preacher says to his church, uh, let's take our city for God. We're going to take our city. No, you're not. No, you're not. And we're not. <laughs> There's 380,000 people in Arlington alone. We have an auditorium that seats between 550 to 600 people. How are we going to take our city? We cannot take our city, and no other church in town can take their city either. But all together combined, every one of us together working together can take our city. You didn't like that, I guess. But it's the truth. Amen? Amen? Listen, we're not in competition with any other church. Listen, we have our place in the kingdom. We have our calling for the kingdom. We have our vision for the kingdom. And they have theirs. Listen to me, friend. It's a big, needy, lost world out there. And it's going to take every church and it's going to take every ministry and it's going to take every person if we're going to get the job done. So at the Grace Place, we concentrate on the ministries we are gifted for. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 through 21 says, there are many parts, talking about the body, and we are the body, the church is the body of Christ. There are many parts, Paul says, but there's only one body. The grace place is only one part of the body. There are many parts, but only one body. And here's what I love this next part, and God has placed each part just where he wants it. And he writes and he says, one part can't say to another part, I don't need you. We need everybody, right? We need each other. Amen. Romans chapter 12, 
Verse 6 through 8 says, having been gifts differing, say differing, differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Hey, if prophecy, let us prophesy. What deep, right? I thought you said you're going to help me this morning. Come on. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Hey, if prophecy, if that's your gift, then you should prophesy. And you should prophesy in proportion to your faith. Or if your ministry, you know, your gift is ministry. Let, Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches. Hey, teach. He who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives, hey, give, give with liberality. He who leads, do it, do it with diligence. He who shows mercy, do it with, with cheerfulness. So at the grace place, we concentrate on the ministries we are gifted for. And hear me, hear this too. We understand capacity. Yeah, we understand capacity. See, see, just because there's a need, that in and of itself doesn't necessarily mean, mean, mean that we should meet it. Maybe we should. If we are equipped for it. If we have the finances for it. If we have the people for it. If we have the capacity for it. If we have the heart for it. You see, there are a million needs out there. A million needs out there. You will never run out of need. There are a million needs out there. Everywhere you look, you will see needs. Listen, we as this body, this local body of believers, we cannot meet every need. We cannot do all that needs to be done. But hear me this morning, we can do what we can. We can't do it all, but we can do our part. We can't do it all, but we can do what we can do. We can do what we have the capacity to do. Listen to me. Listen, I'm your shepherd. I'm your shepherd. I'm supposed to watch out for you. I'm the overseer of this house. And as the overseer of this house, I know the load limit of this house. I know our capacity. I know what we have specifically been called to do in this particular season of time. So I cannot say yes to every need. Oh, and yes to every ministry, because if I said yes to everything, we would not have the time. We would not have the resources. We would not have the workers to fulfill our actual God-given assignment. If you understand that this morning and even appreciate what I'm saying here, shout amen. Amen. Our involvement says we care. But because we care, we are very strategic in our involvement. Our involvement must line up with our vision or we will get off target and we will miss the mark. See, see, I believe, I believe that when we stand before Jesus Christ at the judgment seat of Christ and every child of God will, and I believe that when we stand before God, at the judgment seat of Christ, he's not going to say, hey, hey, what did you do for me? 
Hey, what did you do for me? Hey, 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 did you do some good things? I'd like to hear. Did you do some good things for me? I I don't think that's what's going to happen at all. No, no, no. I believe that when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, I believe we're going to hear Jesus ask us, did you do what I called you to do? Did you do what I gifted you to do? Did you do what I equipped you to do? Did you do what I gave you the capacity to do? Did you do what I told you to do? What did you do with what I gave you? That's the question we're going to have to answer. I believe we're going to have to give an answer personally, but I also believe as a church, we're going to be held responsible. Did you do? Did you meet the task? Did you meet the assignment? Did you do? Oh, great. You did a lot of good, but did you do what I wanted you to do? Did you as did you fulfill the function that your part of the body was supposed to function and meet? Amen. At the Grace Place, we care. We care. Our intention says we care. Our involvement says we care. And listen, our investment says we care. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, Jesus said, where your treasure is there, will your heart be also. The Mike Benson revised version says, you spend your money on what you love. That's That's what Jesus is saying. See, see, we cannot say that we love the lost if we're not investing some of our finances in order to reach them. One person, thank two persons agree with me. Thank you. I'm overwhelmed. Amen. At the Grace Place, we invest in strategic causes. Strategic causes. Now, we have a host of causes. We have a host of needs that we invest in. But four, four of our major causes that we invest heavily in, you can see them displayed on the front walls to my right and to my left. And they are care for needs, plant churches, defend the orphan, and share God's word. That's not all we care about. That's not all we invest in. We invest in a host of things, but these are things that we are most passionate about and pour most of our funds in. We also send the check every single month to approximately 140 missionaries all around the globe. Oh, I love to say that my heart is to see the fingerprints of the grace place all over the world. We invest in strategic causes and and we connect with proven missions personnel and projects. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 23 says, if anyone asks about Titus, Paul says, hey, say that he is my partner who works with me to help you. Hey, and also the other brothers that are with him. Paul didn't do everything by himself. He didn't do everything on his own. He had all kinds of partners spread out across the world. Titus was just one of many. At the Grace Place, we have partners all over the world meeting a host of needs. Listen, listen, literally millions of people are going to be in heaven and not in hell because of our investment in the partnerships that we have, the partners and the missions projects that we link arms with and we help uh, all around the world. Literally millions of people are going to be in heaven that would have been in hell if it had not been for our partnership all over this world. 
That's something to be excited about. Amen. Amen. That's something to be thrilled about. That's something to be proud about of your church, that we're not an in, uh, inward focused church. It's all about us and only about us. We have a heart for the lost. We have a heart for the world and we are literally having an impact all over the world because of our investment. See, our investment says we care. But not only does our intention and our involvement and our investment say we care, but also, also our inclusion says we care. Remember what I read earlier in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 through 20? It said that the church is the body of Christ. And it says that every member of the church is a body part. And in order for the body to function at full capacity, every body part is needed. Look at your neighbor. You're looking at a body part. <laughs> I don't know if you're looking at a toe, if you're looking at a finger, if you're looking at a, an eye, if you're looking at an ear. God knows there are too many tongues in the body. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the truth of the matter is in order for the body to function at full capacity, every single body part is needed. Listen, we need your body part. We need your body part. The church will not function at full capacity without you and without what you have to offer. I don't know. This is kind of crazy. I don't know why I would do it, but there've been times I've just thought, I wonder what would be worse. What if I couldn't see and I close my eyes, I can't see anything. And then, well, would it be worse to be blind or would it be worse to be deaf? And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. So I stick my fingers in my ears. I think, wow, I don't know. Would it be worse not to be able to see? Would it be worse not to be able to hear? Would it be worse to not be able to touch? Would it be worse not to be able to walk? What would be? And you know, when I think about it, it just, I don't like any of those things, right? I don't, I don't want to go blind. I don't want to go deaf. I don't want to, I, I don't want to go lame. I, I don't want to lose my mind. I need it all. I need it all. I function best. My body functions best when everything is functioning. And I want to tell you, there's some eyes in the body that are not seeing, and there's some ears that are not hearing, and there's some feet that are not going, and there's some... We need you. We need you. I'll never forget several years ago, I got a phone call, pastoring in another city. Got a phone call, and the man was very abrupt on the phone. And he identified himself, and himself, and he says, I hear you got things going on out there at that church. Well, I liked hearing that. I hear you got things going on out that, there at that church out there. He said, uh, I think I might just consider bringing my family out there to that church of yours. He said, but before I do, I want to know. And he's just, I mean, abrupt. I want to know if I bring my family out there to your church, what do you have to offer my family at your church? 
I spent about 15 minutes telling him about all we had to offer at the church. It's incredible. The church was hopping. Things were going great. Things were wonderful. It was, people were talking about the church that I was pastoring at the time. Things were good. I told him a lot of good things I had to offer his family. And then I said, sir, you ask me point blank what I had to offer your church. If you were to bring your family out to my church. So, sir, I'm going to ask you, what does your family have to offer my church? Wow, he got real quiet. He wasn't expecting that. He didn't know he called a bulldog. I said, sir, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. We've got a lot to offer your church, your, your family. We really do. It's a great church. It's a wonderful church. But you need to come with a mindset that I'm not just going to come as a consumer. I'm going to come as a contributor. We're a part of the body. We've got some things that we can offer as well. How many think that's okay? Is that all right? Amen. Our desire at the grace place is for everyone to be included and no one to be excluded. We want to help you discover your body part and help you develop it. And then we want to help you employ it for the kingdom of God. And so today, we are challenging everyone to be a part. See, see, too many Christians see the church as a cruise ship. Where a few serve everyone else, a handful serve, and the rest are served. And too many in the body of Christ see the, the church as a cruise ship. And oh, no, it's not a cruise ship. Actually, it's a, it's a battleship where it is all hands on deck. We're a part of the body. We, have, we need to function with our body part. And listen to me this morning. We want to help channel your unique giftings into a ministry that will help you be the most effective for the kingdom. As I read a few moments ago, Paul wrote in Romans 12 verses 6 through 8 that God has given all of us gift, a gift or gifts. These are different gifts. We all have gifts, but we don't all have the same gifts. Paul says it this way. He says, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Hey, did Paul say that we can all do everything well? No, he says he gives, God gives different gifts to different people so that different people can function differently in their gifts, but everyone has something to contribute. And we, can, we all have something, some certain thing that we all can do well. Amen. Listen, listen, I'm not good at this, or I might be good. Let me just say it this way. I'm good at this, but not good at that. The good news is you are good at that, but not at this. Here's the good news, together, 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 we can be good at both this and that. Oh, I ask you this morning, who will accept the challenge today to be all in with your this or that? I don't know if you're good at this or you're good at that, but I know that you are good at this or that. Are you willing? Are you willing to dedicate it to the Lord? Are you willing to put it in the work and in the service of Almighty God? Last Sunday morning, I had a, one of our uh, o- older ladies. In fact, she's uh, 90, I think, right at 90 years old. And she walked out with tears in her eyes. And she said, you don't know how bad I wanted to come forward and volunteer for something. She's 90. She barely get here, barely can get here. 
still wants to serve. I said, you can pray. You can pray. Oh, I can't do this or that. You can pray. Everybody can pray. Everybody can pray and everybody can give, right? We can all be involved in the work of the Lord. Amen. Our inclusion says we care. The takeaway for the message this morning is this. Caring, I love this. Caring begins in the heart and then moves to our hands. See, the proof that we are all in is that we are doing something. Our hands are not idle. We're more than consumers. We are committed contributors. Father, I just pray that you'll take this word this morning. God, I pray that your word will do what it needs, what needs to be done in this house today. Oh, God, speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, draw us. Holy Spirit, do your work, I pray in Jesus' name.